0: Call to the booth. Fangio is officially out. Who will be the next guy in Denver? Maybe leave. You know what I'm saying? Paul, <laughs> drop that beat.
1: We're back with more Call to the Booth. Harrison Sanford, to lead right here on Altitude TV. And if you're not watching us on the tube, you know you can listen to us on your podcast apps or on YouTube. Aqib, season is a wrap. The Broncos yes, finished sir. last in the division. Seven and ten. They didn't get over that seven and a half, which they started the season with. Uh, yeah. Before we talk about who should be the head coach for the Denver Broncos, now that Vic Fangio is gone, I want to know, what's your grade for the Denver Broncos season?
0: uh they definitely they definitely got bit by the injury bug, but I give them a c I give you a c man they had seven wins with the injury bug man showed showed a lot of promise but you know could have been a lot better man that's that's almost a c grade right you know what I'm saying so I give them a c.
1: See, for satisfactory, I think everything uh, that went, happened in this season is kind of uh, explainable, but still yeah. disappointing for many Broncos fans. Exactly. For sure. And that is why Vic Fangio is no longer the coach. So, George Patton has stayed on as the general manager, and this will be the first time that he is hiring a head coach to lead the team. There are a number of candidates out there. Give me three names that you want the Broncos to bring in for an interview.
0: Three good names, I think, work in Denver. Eric B of course, I think that's going to be good leadership. He bring a nice little fire a passion about the game and you can see it. You know what I'm saying? As players, we like that. You know what I'm saying? We feed off of that. So he will be a great leader. And, you know, he bringing that great office of mind. You know what I'm saying? he will be able to get you a quarterback in there. Even if you kept Teddy, he will take Teddy to another level because he's going to bring more ways to, to create on offense. It's going to be a, a more creative offense if you got Eric B Raheem Morris, my guy, you know what I'm saying? Another great leader, a, a, a real great leader. And Roz kind of, he under that Shanahan-McVay tree, so he'll be able to get you a nice, a nice officer coordinator who will kind of run that zone scheme and that Sean McVay-Shanahan uh, kind of system. He'll be able to get a couple coaches from San Fran, a couple coaches from L.A. and kind of create that same kind of offense. He'll handle the defense as he do best right now. You see what he's doing right now. He going he to handle the defense and uh, be a defensive-minded coach, but a great leader and a great vibe setter. The guy's going to rock with him, and, and, and the vibe is going to be up in the building. I think them would be two good answers. And uh, uh, my third name, Coach Flo, you know what I'm saying? Brian Flores, uh, for the same reason, man. He going to have guys working hard. He going to kind of bring that Bill Belichick approach. He going to have guys working super hard. And then he got them little Deshaun Watson ties, man. I don't know if Deshaun want to play for him or Deshaun like that he vouched for him or whatever it is. You almost got to talk to Coach Flow because he got them Deshaun Watson ties. If you're trying to get Deshaun, you want to bring, you know what I'm saying, a coach who Deshaun want to play for in there. He would love to play for Coach Flow. you know what I'm saying? So then my three names right there.
1: Uh, all good options. Obviously, a bunch of names on the table. Brian Flores actually uh, will award his first interview to the Chicago Bears, so there will be a lot of hot competition for Brian Flores on the head coaching market. Definitely. Uh, real quick, Akib, you saw what happened with Urban Meyer this year, and we're hearing about Jim Harbaugh. College coaches, yes or no?
0: Uh, nah, I stay away from the college coaches, man. Get you somebody who the who the players gonna expect, uh, the players gonna respect immediately. You're trying to win now, man. We ain't trying to, we ain't trying to, we ain't trying to build nothing here.
1: Speaking of colleges, uh, in our show earlier this week, find it on YouTube or on your podcast app, Akib named his no-fly zone team. I wonder, Akib, let them know, is there a rookie coming out of college that got into the no-fly zone team?
0: Well, yeah, well, you know, I'm going to start doing a, a, a Bradley Roby Award. You know what I'm saying? Name it after my son. That's my guy. Rookie of the year. You know what I'm saying? My no fly zone rookie of the year, my Bradley, Bradley Roby award. Pass certain, the second man. Pass certain with him strapped up, man. Four picks. Had a great rookie season, man. I You couldn't draw it up no better than that, man. He followed a couple guys, had some strap games, played his butt off, man. Played a bunch of games. I think he missed two, three games or something like that. Nice season for that boy. He definitely my rookie of the year.
1: Looking forward to season two. And if you want that entire list, make sure you check out our episode on all your or podcast apps, and YouTube. When we come back, it's wild card weekend. Super wild card weekend. We break it all down with the key to lead on call to the booth. If you're a Minnesota Vikings fan. Even though you won the game, you have to be disappointed by the coaching decision. Give Justin Jefferson the ball. Only and seven targets and so few yards away. Zimmer. What was it, look, Zimmer, th- <laughs> Go Zimmer, ahead. Zimmer, Kobiak,
0: yeah. and, and Kurt. Like, man, it's on all three of them guys, man. Get them the ball, man. I mean, you on the 22-yard line. You draw up a crossing route. He come wide open. So I can't really say cool. I can't really say Clint. Clint drew the play up. He came up wide open. You didn't throw him the ball right there. Boom, you threw it to Osborne. He scored a touchdown. Jepson would have scored and had the record right there. But you get the ball for two more possessions after that. You run the ball. You throw it to him one more time like a bubble screen. He dropped it. You don't throw it to him no more. So... Come on, man. 17 yards, you can get that in one catch. You can get that in two catches, two comebacks, a slant in the comeback. Just force it to him, man. Let him get that record, man. At least if I was the head coach, that's what I would have did. And that's why the team would vibe with me. And that's why I probably still have a job on Monday.
1: Got to talk about the playoffs happening this weekend. But before we do that, Akeeb, there's a team that did not make the playoffs. And you said it on Sunday on your Twitter account. Staley smoked it. Chargers did not make the playoffs, avoided the tie, avoided getting a win. Give me your thoughts now that there's been some days uh, about what Brandon Staley pulled off or what he didn't pull off uh, this past weekend.
0: Well, in my eyes, I kind of seen the game. They got to a point where it was like, all right, this field goal maybe be like 45 yards. Maybe if we get one more run and maybe like a 42-yard, 40-yard field goal, do we even want to kick that field goal? Do we even want to try that, risk that? return to the crib, risk the block. And then the Raiders kind of, you see their tempo change, right? Their tempo just kind of went like, all right, we're just going to run the ball. We're just going to run the clock out. I think they would have run the ball one more time. Even if they would have got four or five yards, they would have still just, they wouldn't have kicked. I don't think they would have called timeout to kick a field goal and try to win it. They would have run the ball. If y'all ain't called timeout, they would have let the clock run out and it would have been a tie. We going to the playoffs, right? I I think it was over. Staley called the timeout. And to me, it was kind of like a, like a, nah, it was kind of like a slap in the face, like, nah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, we finna try to win. If y'all ain't trying to win, we trying to win. So it was like, all right. Called my best run play, got 10 yards, and now we gonna call timeout and kick it. Like, that was not on the Raiders' mind until Staley called that timeout. So he wanted to be extra competitive like he is. You go for it on every fourth down, you wanna be extra competitive, right? You know what I'm saying? That's, that's analytic ball, you know what I'm saying? Real football would have had you in the playoffs today, had you at work today. So, hey, there you go for the analytics out there. That's what Staley did, the analytic way. See what it got you.
1: All right, we got about two minutes here. Let's try and get through these playoff picks. We'll do it real quick. Yep. Raiders plus six at the Bengals.
0: I'm going Bengals minus six. Uh, 49 and a half I'm over I'm changing under. that. I'm changing that. I'm going, I'm going Raiders plus six. And I'm going over 49 and a half
1: should be a big time game. Darren Waller back in the lineup. All right. Patriots plus four at the Bills. 43 over under
0: under 43 is going to be a, a, a team to 20 game again. And I'm riding with the Patriots plus four, man. They, Bill saving his game plan for these boys.
1: Now, how about this, though? Do you take the Eagles plus eight and a half against the Bucks? You know, the Eagles going to run out the ball. 49 over under seems a bit high, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, 49, 49 seems high to me, but the Patriots, I mean, but the Bucs, Tom could drop 35, easy in my opinion. I'm riding with the Bucs. I'm never betting against the Bucks until they out the tournament. Bucks minus eight and a half,
1: Legacy matchup 49ers plus three Whoa. at Dallas 50 and a half over. This is the popcorn matchup right here.
0: Man, it is. And I'm 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 dropping the bag. I'm probably gonna take my, <laughs> my jits and my nephews. We probably gonna pull up on this one, man. We got to right here in the in the D. But uh I'm going with them boys minus three, baby, and and they're gonna light up this scoreboard. I'm going with the over.
1: There we go. Uh, that secondary for the 49ers is the one weakness. If you can stop them from the pass rush, all right, Steelers. Plus 13 at Kansas City, 46 and a half over under. We don't know the stats of Tyreek Hill, wasn't on the field exactly. too much their last game. I'm
0: gonna go, I'm gonna go, Steelers plus 13. I think the Chiefs are gonna win a game, but I think they're gonna win it by like 10. It, it'd be like a 31 21 type of game. Pittsburgh just built like that, man. That's a Mike Tomlin team, so they're gonna come put their best foot forward, they're gonna compete like hell.
1: Cardinals plus four at the Rams, 50 over under. Oh,
0: this is another popcorn for me. you know, I, you know, I love I. Paul wrote clips. I've been talking about them Cardinals. <laughs> I got to ride with the Rams, though. Rams minus four at the house, and we're going over that 50. You
1: know, I don't. I wonder how Arizona Cardinals fans will travel. We saw what happened with the 49ers taking over SoFi yeah. Stadium this past weekend. All right, those were Akeem's bets going into super wild card weekend. And if you watched last week, Akeem did get that Chiefs uh, betting matchup, right? When it comes mm-hmm. to the 10 points against the Kansas City Chiefs. Come back next week. We'll break down what happened and we'll look ahead to the divisional round. This is called To the Booth.